What's up, guys? Welcome back to Chats with the Freak. My name is Emmy, and this week we got Demetis from Pittsburgh. How are you guys doing today? Really good. I'm doing good. Awesome, awesome. I hope everybody's staying safe with all the crazy virus stuff going on out there. I saw that you guys did a um, live acoustic thing on your Facebook last night. Yeah, it was really cool to um, entertain everybody who's stuck in the... Stuck at home, not doing anything, going crazy. <laughs> so we just wanted to bring like joy to, to everybody and bring an acoustic set. And a lot of people who have haven't had a chance to see us was actually able to watch our our acoustic set. And so it was really cool to reach people that have never been able to come to one of our shows. Yeah, that's really awesome. I've been noticing like there's different artists that have been doing that. And I love the fact I just actually watched William Duval's um, live performance on Facebook. And I love seeing that. I love seeing musicians like taking advantage of this awesome technology we have in such a crazy time right now. Yeah, you definitely have to get creative. That's the thing is like to just not go insane and to also keep like trying to reach fans out there and keep doing what you love to do it's just like gotta get creative <laughs> yeah yeah for sure especially with everything getting pretty much put on the back burner until it looks like about end of may into june now everything's like getting messed up and i feel like the music industry is definitely taking the biggest hit when it comes to stuff getting canceled or whatever the case may be for all this craziness going on right now yeah i was kind of saddened to see last night it was like double driver um, Des was like posting a thing about how everyone should buy stock in Live Nation, you know, for 40 bucks, just buy stock in it. And I was like, wow, it's just insane to hear, you know, people are saying like to keep it going, like to keep Live Nation going to buy stock in it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Just everything's going down right now. And I, like I said, I feel like the music industry and the arts industry, um, even like with theater and um, different stuff like that, is definitely taking the biggest brunt of the hit when it comes to all this stuff. It definitely will be the end of it. Like we're going to definitely bounce back. It's just a huge step back and everything's just going to, we'll just have to just keep doing what we do, like always. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just keep sticking out there and keep grinding and trying to, once this opens, everyone's going to be ready to go and hit the ground running as soon as it's like, <laughs> per se. Yeah, everyone's going to be so cooped up. It's just like they want to, they want to get out. Yeah, mad cabin fever for sure. <laughs> So I was I was reading the bio for you guys on your EPK, and I saw that you are trained as a flutist, and Ryan is, had like some sort of like a jazz background. Yeah. How how does that kind of? I think that's really cool, but I'm kind of curious how does that translate into you guys' songwriting? Because you you guys have a little bit of a evanescence, like in this moment kind of feel, at least to me. So I was kind of wondering how that like translates. What do you say, Ryan? <laughs> I don't know. I'm um, not really sure. It's, I know a lot of jazz musicians go towards metal when they get away from jazz. It's like, cause jazz is pretty difficult and so is metal. A lot of people can't go like say from country to metal. Um, but jazz, for some reason, it's seamless. I, I've met tons and tons of uh, metal musicians that used to be jazz artists, and 
it was the uh, I've heard the same through some big musicians as well. They all started off with jazz. It's I don't I don't even know what it was. I don't know if we're actually taking inspiration from it or if it was like the next um, complicated thing that we could conquer that people would be interested in. Not that people aren't interested in jazz, but like you know, want to play for bigger audiences than like jazz clubs and stuff. Yeah, jazz clubs definitely have like their niche and I love jazz and I'm definitely not like throwing any shade towards that. I have a lot of appreciation for it, but they definitely it's like a niche kind of genre and they don't play like you said, they play to like small clubs usually. So definitely translating if I could see how like wanting to go into getting going to bigger audiences and stuff like that would translate. Like I know, um, just like my flute playing, like I wouldn't say that it has, has like really, like ha- has a play in my music writing. It's just like, I don't know, like flute play- playing was like a huge part of me learning music. I mean, like in sixth grade, like that's like where I was really getting into like learning how to read music and everything about music so it's like it was definitely a huge huge part of me on like just learning to write melodies like melodic stuff that makes you feel because like playing classical music is just like I like just paid attention to how just like these notes would clash and you know like make you feel tense and like a part that will build up like parts will build up and make you feel like you're waiting for something to happen so like you learn a lot from playing playing like flute or any any classical instrument like you're you're like feeling just feeling music (laughs) yeah I could I could definitely see that because there's no especially with classical there's not usually any sort of vocals or lyrics or anything so having the rise and falls kind of you have to like feel that yep (laughs) yeah I totally get that so how did you guys end up doing um metal like rock and metal how did you guys make like that transition um I think I like joined a metal band (laughs) like with my guitar um and I wasn't even the vocalist at the time I was just the guitar player and I was just like interested in joining a band like I was like in another band as a vocalist but I wanted to play guitar in a band so like this band let me in and like that band ended up being like a band that I like stuck with for so long and like eventually like kind of like mutate like mutated into like into the band that we have now because it started out like with me joining the band with the bass player that I have now with different members and it's like slowly like add you know changing members out and it was just like it was always like a metal band like it, it was just like just happened <laughs> it wasn't I wasn't really looking to join a metal band it's just like things just like fell into place and that's where I started and then like whenever I eventually ended up becoming the vocalist I wanted to like, I actually couldn't scream at the time like I actually got kicked out of the band that I was in before for not being able to scream and so one day, whenever we kept going through so many vocalists, they were like, Jess, why don't you become our vocalist? Because I was just at the guitar player at the time. And so I eventually took over vocalists and they talked me into screaming. And so I eventually picked up screaming and then added in my singing, singing to it. And that's how we ended up being who we are now. <laughs> 
That's really cool. So I do have to ask you, I've never, I've like read stuff about it, but I've never actually talked to somebody who's made the transition from singing to screaming. How would you compare the two and how would you say they're different? Because I know screaming has like its own kind of art to it because you don't want to like blow out your vocal cords, obviously. Yeah. Um, like, I just feel like, I don't know if this is like the answer you're looking for. It's just like, I feel like, um, you can add have so much emotions like with the screaming, like you can really get into it. And then like the singing is like, I mean, you can get into the singing too, but it's like, it feels good to combine the two, you know, like, it's just like, I feel like I can show so much like with like what I, what I want to get across. I just like enjoy doing it. Like I like enjoying doing both. And it's just like, feels good to be able to cross that line like because it's like some of these songs that I write I'm like man I I want to I want to do screaming for this one like I just I just feel it I hear it like I just want to go with that and then like I have these songs where it's just like man I just feel like singing this so like it feels good to be able to cross over on both sides and show like different like vocal emotions you know (laughs) Yeah, and be very versatile and express how exactly you're feeling. Yeah, it's like I feel like I I don't like I'm not stuck in a box like at all because it's like I can do like whatever I want. Like if I want to make like a, a lot of the songs off of the new CD that we're gonna put out. Like I think on this on a couple of them I just want straight screaming, which I don't think I have one really like that. So this is gonna be like rare to have some of these songs that are just gonna be really heavy. But it's just like that's just how the sound in my head I was like man this one is what is going to take vocally for this one like you just know like whenever you're writing a song like this is like you start singing on top of it and you're like ah like no this like definitely heavy vocals belong on this <laughs> yeah for sure I I definitely can hear that especially like in the last EP um you guys released slideshow definitely can hear that because it had a really heavy mix of like really heavy like some songs had heavier vocals some songs had like the lighter like you were saying so I kind of that's where I got the in this moment feel because Maria Brink does that a lot too and like if you listen to earlier in this moment records like um the song Gun Show that song is just straight like scream vocals as opposed to something like River of Fire off the last record which is very like light and airy and doesn't have like as heavy screams yep (laughs) Yeah, I definitely really, I I really like the last EP that you guys put out. So is there anything you can tell me about the new music you guys are working on? Yeah, like, um... There's some guitar and bass and drums in it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> no way. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, I feel like this one, I'm, like, really, really excited about this one because it's going to be a 12... Or more, like, I, I think we're talking about, I think this one, right now, the current count is 14 songs, maybe. So it's going to be, like, a full CD, which is the first for us. And it's going to be, like, half and half. Like, I always like to keep a perfect balance. Like, and it just, also, it also just ends up being that way. Like, where it just happens to be perfectly balanced. Where I have, like, metal, like, half metal and half rocks. And then just, like... You know, it's just like keeping that perfect balance of what I love because I really love rock music and I like metal. So it's just like I always want to keep the two like perfectly balanced. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm excited to hear um, finally a full-length album from you guys. You guys have two EPs out, is yes. that right? Okay, okay. I'm more familiar with the newer one that you guys had out last September. Um, how was the reception of that? Which one are we talking about? Slideshow. Uh, Slideshow, one that came out in September. It's pretty good. Um, we've, have we ordered a second batch of those yet? Yeah. Yeah, we've already gone through... Um, two orders of those CDs. Um, I think people really like the songs on them. They were done at a different studio. Um, the first one we did at Spider Studios, and then this one we did at Audio Bridge. And Audio Bridge had a lot more, I think the feel to it was a lot better because it was a lot more lighthearted. Like when we're there, I think we're having more fun than we are being productive. <laughs> but then it leads to us being more productive. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's really weird. It's just like, kind of like our first one ghost carnival was just like clash like clashing like with like personalities it was just like and then like with dealing with audio bridge is just like it's like literally night and day it's just like you're going there and it's just like so such an enjoyable environment like hanging out with somebody that you can laugh with and then like musically be productive too it's just like they yeah, it's like a very good input on your music and it's like all lighthearted. It's just like very I don't know, it's just like was night and day. So I really, really enjoyed doing our sideshow. And that's who we're going back with to record our full CD is Audio Bridge. Is that located in Pittsburgh? Yeah, it's like in New New Kensington. Cheswick. Oh, Cheswick. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not I'm not super familiar with a lot of um, recording studios up there, but I've heard that name before. So that's really cool. Yeah, I really like the production on the um, last EP you guys put yeah, out. Yeah, like, it's a really cool studio because he even does really cool things for local artists. Like, if you're in another band and you get with other bands in the area and you want to do a cover song together, like, he's bringing all these different bands together to work together, you can go into a studio and, like, record and I think, like, I don't know if he's still doing it, but it was, like, free, like, where you can just go there and record the song together, and, like, as one. And I was like, that was cool that he's trying to bring other people together to work together. Because, I mean, in the end, like, that's, like, how we should all be. Like, we all should support each other and, and work together. Yeah, I love that about the Pittsburgh scene is everyone has a very like community kind of vibe to it, especially in the rock and metal scene. I can't really speak for any other genre because I'm not familiar, but definitely in those two genres, I felt a big sense of community. Yes, yeah, it's, it's nice because I mean, nobody really gets anywhere if you're just not helping each other. If you're going against the grain and just like, just like in the end, you're going to end up alone. Like you, it's better to just like, help like reach out a hand pull forward you know and the other person should turn around and like bring you forward and just like make things go a lot nicer and easier <laughs> yeah yeah be, have better vibes yeah. <laughs> and don't don't necessarily be selfish and be like oh I want all this for myself and try, just try to help everybody out I totally get that people get too competitive sometimes and it's crazy yeah, it's not sports that's what I never understood like I feel like I never have enough music to listen to. So like, I feel like it's not a limited amount of bands that can make it. Like, it's not like there's like only 20 bands in this world can make it and nobody else. Like there isn't really a cap. Like, I feel like I, I don't have enough music to listen to. <laughs> it's like, 
So it was just like, why hate on each other and just keep doing what you do and let the other bands do what they do. And that way we could have all more music to listen to while we're at work, like while we're driving, you know, working out. It'd be great. Yeah, no, exactly. I totally get that. I hate when I see like a competition kind of vibe going on because it's like, well, and it's usually of two bands that I would love to see like do work together. And I'm just like, what are you guys doing? This is stupid. (laughs) Yeah, I totally, I totally can relate to that. So I, I'm not, the stereotypical interviewer question is always, what are your influences? I am not going to ask that, but there is something I do want to talk to Jess about. We talked about Mr. John Five before, <laughs> and I definitely want to bring him up talking about this. John is one of my favorite human beings on the fucking planet, and I am so happy that I have someone on here that shares my love for this man. Yeah, he's definitely a big influence on on my um guitar playing like I remember whenever I was younger I was just starting out on playing guitar my parents said that I could either get the GNX4 workstation which is a guitar pedal that records and I was like man that would be really awesome because I could record my songs and like get better at it or my parents were like, you can go and meet John Five at, I think it was Musicians Institute and take one of his classes that he was offering. And that was like a huge battle because I was just like, man, I would love to meet like my idol and get better at guitar playing from his teachings. But then I really want that pedal. And I told myself, you know what, one day I just, because I decided to get the pedal because I was like, one day I'm going to like work my way up into meeting John Five. So that's still a goal of mine. I'm going to like one day open up for John five and get to meet him. And like, I refuse to meet him any other way. I've had so many people offer me to go and meet him like behind the scenes, you know, like, and it's just like, I, I don't want it. Like I want to stick to my childhood self and work my way up to meeting him by earning my spot on like on stage like I mean, we technically played with him but we didn't get to meet him yeah <laughs> we opened we opened we did that um the vip uh pre-show thing for the rob zombie and corn show but we didn't get to meet john yeah so that doesn't count <laughs> yeah <laughs> It was close enough. It's fine. No, I no, that's really admirable. I remember you were telling me that story and that I totally can relate to that because when you get your like mind set on something, it's like I'm not meeting this person unless I earned it. And I definitely can appreciate yeah, like, that. He's, he's a huge idol of mine. Like just an amazing, amazing guitarist. I love how he plays different music. Like he can go over there and play chicken picking guitar playing style, you know, and then like speed speed metal you know doing arpeggios and like sweet picking like he's just very 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 talented on so many genres of music and that's why I really really idolize him like I would love to sit down with him one day and just have a lesson one-on-one to improve my guitar playing because he's he's just somebody to always look up to 
Yeah, for sure. No, I definitely can agree, fully agree on that because he, the last album that he did with uh, the Creatures, the Invasion record that came out last July, he had a song on there that was very country. It was called yeah. Howdy. And it had a very, like, there was some banjo in it, whatever. And then one of the singles off of it was called Crank It. And that was like a borderline, like, EDM yeah. song. And it was, it's wild to hear the variety of music that man can play, especially like just from one track to the next. It's and I just love, I remember one time reading in one of his articles that he said that no matter what, he's never going to be the best guitar player ever. Cause he's like, there's always still so much left to learn. And I agree, like, no matter what, like, there's like so much left to learn like you'll never be the best guitar player because there's like the guitar is like one of these instruments where it's just like there's so much left to always forever know <laughs> yeah yeah no I totally totally fully agree with that like everybody usually has like whatever niche that they do unless you're John 5 you can just play yeah. fucking whatever but like usually every guitar player is like the best of like their genre and I don't really think that there will ever be like just an all like all time like best guitar player maybe like personally to somebody this is like my favorite or my my opinion of a best guitar yeah. player but across the board I don't think that's yeah, ever gonna I happen <laughs> Well, I think that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for taking time to come on my podcast. I really appreciate, appreciate you guys it. having us. Like, it's really cool to, to like, just reach out to people in so many different ways. And whenever you saw, whenever you posted that, I definitely wanted to come on your show and, and talk to you. Like, <laughs> I know we talked through um, messages, but it's really cool to actually hear your voice, you know, and I'm like, I'm really excited to be part of your show. And actually verbally yeah. talk. This is fantastic. <laughs> Thanks to Dakota for hooking this up, by the way. Yeah. I will shout out Devil Inside Promotions for this. I do appreciate that. He always sends me awesome artists and has always been a really big supporter of MC Media. <laughs> you know he's going to be on like afterwards. He's like, I told you. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's going to send me, like, some goat memes or whatever, and it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. I hope you guys have a great night and you stay too. safe, okay?